Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. To watch our latest message, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. To stay connected, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Free Chapel OC. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to preach for about 25 minutes from Matthew chapter 21. Matthew chapter 21, start the clock now. Don't start it when I walk up here because they, y'all, start it right now. Well, actually, let me read my scripture and then start it. Is that fair? Is that fair? Thank you. Good to have my whole family here. Don't start the clock yet. Good to have my whole family. It's rare when we, all of us, get to be in one service anymore. Everybody's everywhere. But boy, it's a beautiful thing when we get to be together. And I know you feel the same way with your family. Matthew 21. Now, when they drew near Jerusalem and came to Bethage at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, go into the village opposite you and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Loose them, bring them to me. Verse three is, is really an, an amazing verse and I'll tell you why in just a minute. Verse three, and if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, Here's the big words. The Lord has need of them. Everybody say that with me. The Lord has need of them. And immediately he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet saying, and this is from Zechariah chapter nine and verse nine. Tell, tell the daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming to you lowly and sitting on a donkey, a colt, the foal of the donkey. So the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. They brought the donkey and the colt, laid their, coat, their coats on them, and set him on them. And a very great multitude spread their cloths on the road. Notice that. Others cut down branches from trees and spread them on the road. Then multitudes who went before those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. I... Uh, I had, I have preached on this at uh, Palm Sunday through the years, but I had the Lord deal with me uh, just a couple of weeks ago about this story, and and I began to see it in a different way. Um, and I want to share with you the, these these fresh thoughts. If I have a title, I'm going to call it "Can Jesus Use Me." Everybody, I want you to ask yourself that question while I'm preaching because this is a beautiful outline for who Jesus chooses and uses. I saw, I saw a pattern in this story that I've never seen in all my, my years of preaching in that if you want to know who God really is going to use and choose in an hour like we're in, it's in this story. It's interesting that in verse three, Jesus said, if they ask you, why are you taking our donkey? You tell them the Lord has need. One, all four gospels write about it, but one of the writers said the Lord has need of him. The other said them, but one said him. Here's the point. Nowhere in all the Bible will you ever find Jesus saying, I need something. I need somebody. Nowhere, nowhere will you find that. Nowhere will you find anywhere in scripture 
where he says he needs anything, Old Testament or New Testament. As a matter of fact, in Acts chapter 17, he said, are you going to worship me? He said, how can you worship me? Listen to this verse in Acts 17 in verse 25. He said, he said, don't worship me with your hands as though I need anything. In other words, you don't come to church to worship God because God is just desperate and low in self-esteem and needs you to worship him. He said, I don't need your worship. You need to worship. I don't need you to even come to church. I'm God. You need to come to church for you. I don't need you to give. You need to give for you. I don't need anything. I'm self-sufficient. God is God all by himself. I need water. I need food. I need stuff. You need stuff. God doesn't need anything. Anything. That's why you can't. I read a verse in Psalms 50 the other day that blew my mind. He said, if I were hungry, do you think I would come to you and ask you for food? He actually says that. And he said, I, then this is this famous verse. I own the cattle of a thousand hills. Why do I need you for anything? I'm self-sufficient. You need me. I don't need you. But I love you. And I'll die for you. So I want you to understand that it's unusual, extremely unusual that the only place I can find in the Bible where Jesus said, I actually need something was at the most critical time in, in Jesus' life, the last week of his life. He said, I, the God of the universe, have a need. And what was interesting is he didn't say I need a stallion, a white stallion. I need a Clydesdale, powerful horse with muscles. And I need a Tennessee walker prancing me into Jerusalem like the king of kings that I am. But he said, you know what I, you know, when you, when you see paintings of Napoleon and Alexander the Great, you'll see them on a, on a stallion and it's rearing up on its hind legs, powerful. You know why? Because they want their king, it, it helps portray their king as powerful and great and mighty. But when this king of kings came riding into Jerusalem. He came riding into Jerusalem on a donkey because he was saying, I don't need anything to make me look good. I don't need anybody to make me look great. As a matter of fact, I purposely don't want to ride a stallion because I don't need stallions to build my church and to do great things. All I need is somebody who will get up under the burden of carrying me. And here's the thing, in the most crucial time of his life, Jesus needed a donkey, a burden bearer. If the donkey is anything, he's known as a beast of burden. If ever God needed burden bearers, if ever God needed people who can carry a load and not break and not give up, we can't let COVID-19 stop us from carrying Jesus to Orange County. We can't let division stop us from carrying Jesus. We can't let crazy elections stop us from carrying. We can't let riots in the street and anger stop us from carrying the message of the cross in Jesus Christ. The church was not built on stallions. Mighty, powerful, got it all together, horses. It was built on donkeys. 
It was built on people who could carry a burden. When I travel overseas to third world countries, one of the things you will see, you won't see the nice four-wheel drives that you see people here in America blessed with, but what you will see in the poorest places like Haiti, like in, in third world countries, is you will see donkeys everywhere. And many times I've seen them with such a load that they're so low to the ground and have so a bag on this side that goes way out here and a bag on this side that goes way out here. And they're so heavy laden with that load that you can't even hardly see them because they're covered up in their burden. If you can't carry a load, I don't care how pretty, I don't care how talented, I don't care how gifted, I don't care how much attention you can get on the outward. If you can't carry a load, God can't use you. If you can't go through something that almost makes you feel like you're about to collapse and yet something in you says, no, you will not give up. No, you will not quit. No, you will not fall down. No, you will not. This is the greatest need. I've never seen a, a pretty donkey. This is not an hour when God is looking for stallions in the church. The days of celebrity pastors are long gone and dead. What he's looking for is people who will get up under a burden. And whatever I have to go through, whatever I have to do, my king carried a cross for me. I will carry Jesus to a lost and dying world. It is my mission. It is my purpose. It is my life. And today I want to give you quickly and I can do them quick. Six lessons from a donkey. Here they are. Number one, this donkey teaches me who Jesus chooses and uses by teaching me, number one, this. The greatest blessings come from the greatest burdens you carry. All we want to do in this age is focus on blessing, 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 the blessed life. I want to know how I can be blessed, 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 blessed. But the truth is, in this story, Jesus Christ, the greatest blessing ever given to any human being on earth, was the burden that the donkey had to bear. The burden, in other words, the burden he bore was the blessing that he carried. I want you to understand that's how it is. That you cannot have the blessing without the burden. You have to carry the burden of Jesus Christ. If you can carry a burden, I, I just can't preach. I have to feel the burden. I can't just go and bout my life. And, but what he's looking for is it is a burden to carry Jesus. If you're young here and you're a college student or a high school student, it's a burden to carry Jesus. You won't be invited to every party. You won't be neat, neatly acclaimed by people because they don't believe like you believe and they don't believe in that book and they don't believe in Jesus. And there is a burden. We want all the blessings of life, but we don't want the burden of carrying Jesus Christ. No, I, I, I can't do what everybody else does. That's the burden of Jesus Christ. I'm not called to be like everybody else. That's the burden of Jesus Christ. And it's not like it's, it's a burden that, that, that depresses me. It's a burden I gladly bear because of the change that he's made in my life. The second thing that this story teaches me is if I'm not willing to carry the burden, I can't be the blessing. And all the blessings 
come out of the greatest burdens. And somebody needs to hear that today because when you say, I don't want any more burdens, I don't want any more trials, I don't want any more troubles, I'm telling you that that burden that that animal was carrying was the greatest blessing, but he could not have the blessing without carrying the burden. The second thing I want you to see is Jesus calls the unqualified. This one really messed me up. I don't know how I've missed this preaching as long as I've been preaching. But there's a little line in one of the Gospels that says, Go untie the animal. It's a donkey whom no man has never set on before. I've always just read over that. In other words, this donkey that I'm going to use for such an important assignment that he will carry me to Calvary to die for the world, carry me into Jerusalem. He's never been set on before. What does that mean? That means he's totally unqualified. He hasn't had practice. He hasn't, he hasn't reached a place where he's been trained in this. Jesus calls the unqualified. You may feel unimportant. You may feel unqualified. You may feel like God couldn't use somebody like you. But I know this is the truth because he called me when I was totally unqualified. I got up and preached my first sermon and fumbled through it. It was pitiful. It was, it was a joke. I thought I would preach for about 30 minutes and I was done in seven minutes. Everything that I knew, it was ridiculous. But Jesus says, you just let me get on back of you. You just let me ride. You just take me with you. And if you'll take me with you, I'll train you. I'll break you. I'll use you. I'll qualify you. I don't use the qualified. I call people who are unqualified. And if they will carry me, the biggest thing I need you to do it's one thing I always had. I always had a burden for lost people. And if you'll be willing to carry this burden and not shake it off and just become a lukewarm Christian, but if you'll carry a burden about what it's all about anyhow is eternal life and Jesus Christ. And if you'll carry a burden, there's something about, even if you're not that, you may not have all the biblical answers. You don't have to have a degree in theology. He'll train you. He'll teach you. He, he'll take somebody like me and put you up in front of all of you. But he says, what I want you to do is understand that you don't have to understand everything to do great things for God. You may not know how to do everything perfect, but if you'll let Jesus ride, he calls the unqualified. Thirdly, you carry the burden. This is so important. You carry the burden of Jesus Christ, but Jesus does the heavy lifting. And I want to prove that he does the heavy lifting. Yes, it's a burden to live for Christ. Some of you are saying, I never had these problems when I was in the world, when I was living like a heathen. I never had the troubles I'm having. Now that I've given my heart to Jesus, all hell's breaking loose. It's called the burden of carrying Jesus Christ. And what I want you to see that is so powerful in this story is, yes, your job is to carry the burden of Jesus Christ. I carry a burden to share him with other people. I carry the burden of, of, of living a life that brings glory to his name. But, but, but I also want you to see that when you carry the burden of Jesus Christ, Jesus does the heavy lifting. 
Let me prove it to you. Isaiah 53 and verse 4. Surely he has borne our grief. Born means to carry. Surely he has carried our sorrows. We did esteem him stricken, afflicted of God. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. The Lord has, listen, laid on him. He does the heavy lifting. Has laid on him the iniquity of us all. It's not too hard living for God. Grace lightens the load. Grace lightens the load of shame. Grace lightens the load of guilt. Grace lightens the load of, of, of failure. Jesus put it like this. Come unto me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest for your souls. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus is saying, when you come to me, I don't promise you a burden-free life. I don't promise you an easy, wonderful, everything's beautiful life. You will carry the burden, but I'll do the heavy lifting. And when you feel like life is too much, my yoke is easy and the burden I'm putting on you is light if you'll let me do the heavy lifting. All the devil does is loads you down and adds and adds and adds and adds. But Jesus comes up under you when you let him ride. And he says, I do. Grace does the heavy lifting. Can I give you another one? You getting something out of this all the way in the back and in the outer banks out there, wherever you are. I see you way back there. Sir, with the glasses on four times, you right here in the blue striped shirt, four times during worship, four times during worship, while we were worship, you were standing like this and, and, and you were doing like that and you would nod, you would nod. And the Lord told me to tell you at some point, and I need to do it now because every time I look over there, you are bugging me. The Lord told me to tell you that just as you were nodding your head, you had gotten his attention and he said that there's a miracle coming to you before the year is over. I don't do this. It's very rare for me, but I'm telling you, just, just the posture that you stood in and they were singing these songs of faith in your head. And I'm telling you, the Lord quickened me so quick. And he said, that man is, is marked for a miracle. Marked for a miracle. Does that mean something to you? Receive it in the name of the Lord. Everybody clap your hands and praise the Lord. Maybe you ought to nod your head right now, just, just in case. You never know when God tells you to do something. He, he doesn't need stallions. He just needs... Mm. Number four, here's a big one. If God's going to use you, you got to do this. You got to know this. The difference between stallions and donkeys is donkeys are built for endurance, not speed. 
Ecclesiastes 9 and verse 11, the race is not to the swift, the battle is not to the strong, but he that endures to the end shall be saved. The race is not to the swift. It's not to who can get there fast. It's not to the superstar. It's not to the person who, who runs well for a little while. You'll never live a better life than living for Jesus Christ. Never will you live a better life. I want to tell everybody in Orange County, I don't care what you get. I don't care where you arrive. I don't care how much you live in. I don't care how much you have to drive. You will never live a better life than living it for Jesus Christ. I still believe that. There's no better life out there than the one lived for Jesus Christ. Come on and give the Lord a praise. I'm almost... Listen... This thing is not about speed. This is about endurance. This is an endurance race. It's not about who started excited into the call of God and the plan of God and walking with God and living for the Lord. It's not about how quick you were running. The thing is, can you endure? Because that animal is not built for speed that Jesus chose and used. It was an animal that was built for endurance. Because Jesus knew the burdens will come. And it's not how quick you can run and swift you can run and go hot and heavy. But can you endure? You're going to have to endure trials. You're going to have to endure hard times. You're going to have to endure challenges in your marriage. You're going to have to endure things in life and on your job, the economy, family. And if anybody ought to know about endurance, look at the year we've had. And some are breaking and some are walking away and some are giving up. But those who endure... That's why I'm putting on my Thanksgiving this Thanksgiving just as much as I did last year and the year before because God is still good. I need somebody to shout right now, God is still good. I'm an endurer. The Greeks had a famous race that we model a ceremony in our Olympics after it was called the torch race. And it, one of the most moving scenes in the torch race, you know how we start our Olympics with a, with, a, with a torch and they take it from city to city and it goes all the way around the world and then they light the fire wherever the Olympics are being held. And many of you will remember that are old enough, uh, Muhammad Ali, the greatest boxer perhaps who ever lived, do you remember in his older years, how that he was asked to take the torch for the last time and go up the ramp and light it. And, you know, he's not the chiseled boxer that he used to be now. He's an old man and he has Parkinson's disease and he's carrying that torch that has come all the way around the world. And when they hand it off, he, he's shaking. He can hardly make it there, but boy, he's still a fighter and you can see, and he has that little grin and he lights the fire. Well, let me tell you the history of that very quickly. The, the torch race from Greece, they would line up on the starting line, the greatest athletes, the swiftest runners, and then they would hand them each a torch that would be lit and all of them would have a lit torch. 
And the way that you ran that race was not the first person who crossed the finish line won. But you had to cross the finish line with your torch still burning. And when I read that, it really touched my heart because I wrote these words down. I've got to finish this race with my torch still burning. When I die, I want to die speaking in tongues. I really do. <laughs> Pull that thing off my nose and let me pray in the Holy Ghost and then I'll go home. When I die, I want to die with the name of Jesus on my lips. When I die, I want to die loving him and pursuing him and honoring him with all the strength that I have. God, don't let my torch go out in this time. I've come too far. I've gone through too much. I still need my torch to be burning. Endurance. 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 Don't let the hard times put your fire out. Can I give you another one? I'm almost done. This is for the people out in the sun. Just because you carry the burden doesn't mean you get the credit or the praise. When that donkey came bearing the burden of Jesus Christ into the city of Jerusalem, the Bible said the people started singing and shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And if that donkey had been like most of us, we would have forgot that Jesus was even on our back. And he actually could have been thinking, man, I re they are really impressed with me. No donkey, they're not shouting for you. They're not clapping for you. They're not impressed with you. If they're impressed, it's because he's using a donkey. If they're impressed, it's because you carry the presence of Jesus and you carry the presence of the one who brings hope to their heart. It's not about you. And just because you carry the burden does not mean you get the praise. The praise is for him. And if you're talented and you're gifted and you're successful, you better give him the glory. You you better give him the praise. You better give him the thanks. It's not about you. Everybody who's seen God bless you, would you give him the thanks? Would you give him the praise? Would you give him the glory? No shouting for you. Not your brilliance. Not your talent. Not your gift. It's him. He receives the glory. Why are you screaming? Because I like it. I got one more. This is it. Jesus can use you. This is what the lesson from the donkey teaches you. Jesus can use you, but not until you've been untied. As long as you're tied up, notice the Bible said, Jesus said, you'll find a donkey and he'll be tied to something. He'll be tied to it. And as long as you're tied up, the scenery never changes. All you see is your addiction. All you see is your shame. All you see is what 
You don't have. All you see is your pain. All you see is your sorrow. As long as you're tied to it, you can never, ever, the scenery of your life never changes. All you see is what you're tied to, the past. As long as you're tied to shame and guilt, that's all you see. But notice what Jesus said. He said, I want you to untie him, to loose him, and to lead him to me. And the moment Jesus sends the Spirit to untie you, the scenery of your life changes. All that donkey was used to was filthy, muddy, nasty paths. But as soon as Jesus got on top of that donkey and started riding it into Jerusalem, they took their coats off. And they, I always talk, preach about the waving of the palm branches and the shouts of Hosanna, but I've never seen that part. They, there was a little bit in there for the donkey because they put their coats on the ground so that the, the, the path of the donkey carrying Jesus would be blessed and prosperous. And wow, what a pathway of blessing. I've never had it this good. I never dreamed God would bless me like this. Look at here. I came from all that dirt, filth, and mire all tied up. And when I got Jesus, he untied me. And he didn't just stop there, but he's blessing my life in ways that blow my mind. Oh, come on. You can clap better than that. I knew it was going to get one. Take a praise break. I want to say one more thing. Jesus can use you. And when he decides to use you, he'll take you to new places. He'll take you into new environments. He'll astound you and astonish you with the favor and the pathway and all that you need, everything that you need to do God's will. He'll throw the coats down and say, this is the way, walk ye in it. Everything that, you, that you're supposed to have in this life, the mate, the money, the favor, the open doors, the joy, the peace, the comfort, he'll lay and pave a way. And yes, there will be burdens, but Jesus will do the heavy lifting. And yes, out of your greatest burdens will come your greatest blessings, so don't despise them. Learn to trust God and lean on Him and let Him do the heavy lifting. And when He starts blessing you, don't you dare think it's about you. Give Him the glory and the honor, and the more He blesses you, the more you ought to come to church and nod a lot. Nod a lot. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. To watch our latest message, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. To stay connected, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Free Chapel Oost.